That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. Thank you to all of you that were they were paraphrasing me in the uh, chat right there. <laughs> um, it's important sometimes that people hear what I say. Not always, but tonight is one of those nights. So, as always, I am your host, the Commodore. Ding dong. And that's close enough. And with me is uh, the ever watchful of wonderful technical issues. Rue, Rue, how are you doing tonight? Are you are you having any technical issues? How often do you get to, get to look on absolute perfection, much less in a stranger? That's a that's a little quote from '80s Don Draper there to start everyone off. And that one I don't get. But perfect that's okay. strangers, Balki Bartakumus. Oh Come yes, Costin Laddie. Yes. Yes. Now yes. we do the dance of joy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. I'm, I'm on the same page. You know, I played that. Uh, I played that theme music the other day because I randomly so woke up singing it. Have you ever seen, or or totally off on tangents within the first five seconds? Have you That's seen? Because you've watched uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Have you ever seen uh, the intro to Star Trek Enterprise set to the music from Perfect Strangers? <laughs> you've told me about this several times, and I've never seen it. It fits perfectly. It's amazing. <laughs> Now is it the long? It's the long version. The long version it's of like the. It's like a minute. It's like a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But standing okay. tall on the wings of my dreams. Oh, that's good. Version just that. I got to check that out. All right, so that's uh, that's homework for all of you. Really, you need to get out there and and watch the uh, opening to Star Trek Enterprise to the Perfect Strangers theme. Wait, what brand? Anyway, we probably we didn't even talking about this tonight. We're gonna talk about probably the reason that most people tuned in. They want to talk about Steam. Steamables. I love Steam. It is able to open letters without me having to tear open the package. And not the single from the 1993 Peter Gabriel album, Us. Wow. But instead, <laughs> we will... Can you, I mean, I just thought I'd drop that little bomb on you guys. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about Valve and their Steam platform, which is evolving quite rapidly. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about around that this week. We've had a lot of news about it, so we're not going to spoil that in the news section, which always comes at the beginning. We call it the TNB, the tids and bits, otherwise known as the news and notes. We'll talk about a few things I think that you should know about. That's part one of the show. Part two happens to be the topic du jour, which, as I mentioned previously, is Steam. We're going to talk about the Steam OS. We're going to talk about the Steam boxes. We're going to talk about the Steam controller. Mm. We're going to talk about Gabe Newell. I'll have that. Talk, okay. talk about Valve. <laughs> and stuff like that. And then we get to part three of the program, which uh, a lot of folks still tell me is their favorite part of the program, which is the question and answer portion of the program. All you have to do if you'd like to ask us a question, which can be, by the way, about really anything you'd like it to be. How would I ask you That's a question, Commodore? Well, it's very simple. If you have a question about the topic du jour, any of the T and B, or anything else for that matter, all you have to do is go up to the upper right-hand corner of the chat room. You can see my name there at Commodore128. It looks a little something like that. Try to play with the delay there. There you go. Uh, you can see me there. And uh, click on my name. Click PM for private message, because that's the way I like them. And ask me your question. I take all the best questions that I find during the course of the show. And several of them not... Very good and questions. Several of the questions that are just kind of mid tier, to be honest. Yes. And then we dump out all the, the crappy ones and mm -hmm. we answer the best yeah. of them. They're, on the they're like the Tony Romo of questions. Yeah, they're the, exactly. But 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 not grossly overpaid. They're like the, 
They're the Linsanity of questions. They're the Linsan. That is much more appropriate. Yes. Um, so they are the point guard for the Houston Houston Rockets now. I guess. I anyway. Wait, does he have a job? I think he has a job. <gasps> Linsanity. It's Linsane. I don't actually follow the NBA, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't really either, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's with the Rockets now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Red Mage has V from the Charity Marathon. That hey, that's um something we got to talk about later, actually. Oh, a little okay. We can not V, that. but you know, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about V too. That show's been gone for years. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that too. So let's let's get right down to business, shall we? What are the news and notes people need to know about today, Rue? Well, for one. We just found out that Commodore's house in Game of Thrones is House Stark. Is it really, though? I think that's what you said, I thought. Well, I said that, but... I, I, I gotta go with House Tar Targaryen, just because they're badass. Sorry. Uh, badass and dead, you mean, right? Except for the most badass of badassesness there is. That's not true at all. Also sexy. Are you talking about Amon Targaryen? Yes. You are, aren't you? <laughs> no. Amon Targaryen although, is super hot. Although, let's talk a little bit of TV, because why okay. not? This is somewhat why geeky. Why not? We just had two major shows end their runs in the past two Sundays. Lost. Uh, I like the ending of Lost, but that's not the point. Um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And Dexter. Dexter. Now, so these these are talk about trending shows, right? Like hmm. Dexter, from all I've heard, is like like this. It had and been, Breaking Bad is like this. Yeah, that's very good visuals there. Uh, yeah, Dexter was has been like this the past few seasons, and then the 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 eighth season this past season was more like that into pretty terrible territory. We are, whereas yeah. Breaking Bad this past season just got completely huge. A lot of people are saying, ah, oh, it's the best. TV show ever, that's a little bit hyperbolic, I think, but it's still very good. So you don't follow. Want to know why I never got into Breaking Bad? Because you break. I'm gonna tell you right now. No, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now why I didn't get into Breaking Bad. It's not a secret, and I'll tell you, it's not just because I, I'm afraid I might lose my life to it because it's super addictive. The reason I didn't get into Breaking Bad is because I couldn't get past the fact that the 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 star of the program is the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Couldn't get past that. <laughs> well, I never saw that show. So, Well, I never really watched it, so luckily I don't have that stigma in my head. Let me tell you something. If you watch Malcolm in the Middle and then begin to watch an episode of Breaking Bad, this, is, this to me is, is <clears throat> basically the definition of why I am no talent of acting prowess among people because... The dad in Malcolm in the Middle, like, I thought it was the worst acting job ever. And then the guy goes on Breaking Bad, and he's phenomenal. You're not good with finding the talent you're yeah. saying. So I don't, yeah, I have no, like, I, I just have no, I guess, barometer for this stuff. I, just I don't know. I do like how some guy wanted me to fix the bovd, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to, what that is. And then fix the bovd. And he's like, government. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. Anyway. Uh, so Breaking Bad's over, are you sad? You never, you never really watched either of these shows, huh? I, no, I, I mean, I was so, I was more tempted to watch Breaking Bad than Dexter. Though. Yes, well, they're both big anti-hero shows, which was a thing, I guess, over, was the, past, over the past few years. Yeah, um, no, like, like Tony Soprano. So my own little... Oh, that's true, too. 
my own little t- takeaway is uh let's see dexter was eight seasons last season was just ridiculously terrible they didn't take the character or you know what you expect from the final season anywhere worthwhile and it mm-hmm. ends i'm not even gonna say how it ends because it's fairly recent i don't want to spoil anything but it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. anyway please don't no okay, uh so if you're gonna watch dexter just stop after the fourth season that really was the pinnacle and i'll just leave it there breaking yeah. bad was five seasons uh honestly i felt the first few seasons were a little slow Mm-hmm. Four and five, mm-hmm. ridiculously good, and I think yeah. that's worth a watch. So maybe they just found some good writers. I don't know, or maybe they like just finally knew how they were going to end it, or something like that. But hey, if you got a weekend to kill, you can power watch it. Just or they 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 realized that the guy that they had hired was the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, and they were like, "Holy crap, we got to write him some good stuff." Exactly, or they lose. They just like figured it out. Uh, what else we got? Uh, speaking of which, whatever happened to Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle? Is he doing anything these days? Wasn't he in a movie with, uh, what's her name? Haley Joel Osment? Uh, no. Lizzie McGuire? Who is she? McGuire. Hannah Montana? What, what was her name? Oh, are you talking about, uh, the, 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 yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Dang it, I can't remember her name. Dude, she's blind. I she know who you're talking she about. She did things for a while. <laughs> Renee Zellweger? Uh, Jesse Stamos? No. At some point, the chat's going to catch up and tell us. Jesse Katsopoulos? Uh, Joey Gladstone. Uh, Joey Gladstone. Danny Tanner. Uh, Gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. General I can't think Custer. Uh, what's your name? Here. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it it's up. Not, no, it's not. It's, uh, no, it don't look it up. That's cheating. Okay, I won't look it up. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it's Lizzie McGuire. That was the show. I do know this. Lizzie McGuire. It was, was on Disney. Sh- like a decade ago, because I remember seeing it. Agent Cody Banks. That was the movie. Thank you very much. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks. Bye. <laughs> Freddie got fingered. <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? That's that terrible. Oh, that's kind of I never saw thinking. that movie. I realized oh, that as well. It is just terrible from top to bottom. What is just... her name, people? You must tell us. Is he no, it's not Hillary fun, Duff. Thank Hillary you. Duff. That's who it is. Now we can move on. Okay. Hillary Joel Osment death. Yes, and the chat is really behind tonight. We're trying different things. We tried some 480p today before all you at home, so it's a little bit high in our resolution, but it also slows down the chat a little bit. So maybe we'll go yeah. back. What was my point in all that? I don't know. Oh, you were I, asking about what's this? Yeah, what happened to Malcolm in the Middle guy? I don't really care what happened to Malcolm in the Middle guy. So we're gonna move on. Oh, oh well, government sh- shut down. That's news. Government shut down. That's that's an interesting little point. So, so we have uh, government shut down. We, we ran out of money, uh, and. Uh, we got to shut down. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, shut down. Bye. That's just the way that it works. I, I you know, I makes makes complete sense to me. Okay, we found some money in the couch cushions. We're back. Oh, good, good. The money, the money is back, and now, but 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 is is Panda Cam back? Can we watch the pandas now? Because that was the biggest problem I have with the government shutdown. No. No. Uh, you actually had real news though as well. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you, yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. So uh, no, I, I really do. So Tom Clancy died. That's sad. I love Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park is awesome. Uh, perhaps not his work, but it was good. It's good enough. Um. The reason I think that's significant for us is not because of Tom Clancy novels. I don't think I've ever read a single Tom Clancy novel. 
or not even because Tom Clancy novels also got made into oh about about a plethora and a half of feature films, but because he co-founded Red Storm Entertainment, which um, had all the Rainbow Six games and and some of the other uh, Tom Clancy titles that got uh, made into video games, which was of course acquired by Ubisoft. Mm, oh yes, of course, that, and it become kind of it's one of the giants yeah. of. Uh, a video gaming of these days. literature. <laughs> Not exactly baroque music, but yeah, he um, was only like fifty-six or something like that. Sixty-six. Yeah, really, really young. It's ridiculous. I can actually look this up, but that's hard. It's absurd. Anyway, um, so here's here's some news we're going to talk about, or we are not going to talk about in the discussion, but I think probably is a remote tie-in to the discussion. So I'll use it as what we call in the business a segue. Mm-hmm. The last news to note is that apparently one company called Valve, the fine purveyors and makers of wonderful gaming uh, and the gaming accoutrement, have, uh, no, have actually filed for trademark in Canada. That would be the country just north of America. Good night, Canada. Good night, Canada. Has uh, applied for patent a uh, patent, listen to me, a trademark <laughs> or, wait for it, Half-Life 3. Oh my god, Half-Life Half Half 3. 3 confirmed. Half-Life 3. Uh, this is uh, like the new uh, uh, Duke Nukem Forever at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, except Half-Life 3 has never been teased. It's just like, are you guys working on Half-Life? Eh, maybe. I don't know. It's not like Duke Nukem Forever, which was supposed to come out in 1998. Yes. And I'm not even making that up. It's like people asking about 16-bit gems. When's it coming? Eh, sometime. 1998. Probably 1998. Just probably. stick around until the next 1998. You'll probably see it. Yes. Right around right around there. So, um, <laughs> I did not say well, that. Why do you hate Jurassic Park? So what are I your thoughts on Half-Life 3? You played Half-Life and Half-Life 2, right? I have. I love both of those games dearly, especially... The original Half-Life. I think the original Half-Life is one of the best games of all time. I love the sassy robot and the Jonathan Colton zone. I like all that too. Yes. What I think <laughs> is interesting about Half-Life, though, was that it was the first kind of first-person shooter game that um, just had that that awesome quality of immersion, total immersion. It wasn't. It kind of broke free of the Doom. Um, cage that we were all in we all knew doom and yeah. a lot of a lot of games came out that were kind of doom clones um and you know there were things like unreal and, and things like this which were interesting but half-life changed the game and uh i have such great fond memories of just running around in in half-life with the the little the little sound the little squeaky sound his his, his sneakers made on the <laughs> yeah when you're running on stuff like and I just love it. It's great. And, you know, like, like you know, using that uh, machine gun that had the freaking um, grenade launcher in it. Just nothing like it. Nothing like it. So you're excited-ish. I'm excited. I would love to. I, I, you know, Half-Life, a new Half-Life is always exciting to me. I'm interested in how this is going to be released, which is why we should talk about what we're going to talk about well, today, a, which a, is... A Stan Axe. A, a Stan Axe just basically hit that nail on the head, I think, for you for that next yeah. transition. Yep, so we're going to talk today on the, in the topic du jour portion of the program starting right now 
about mm. I'll have that the Steam Box, <laughs> uh, which we've we've known that uh, so so it's here. But a couple announcements were made this week. Yeah, it was including like, yeah. yeah. Steam OS, which is now it three. real. It was three announcements. Half Life Three confirmed. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I had to. Steam OS has been announced, mm-hmm. which will run on a now confirmed. Steam box, piece of hardware. Or technically the Steam machine is, I guess, what the, it's, it's technically unnamed, but that's what they're calling it. The Steam so machine. It, it also happens to... And does drapes. Yes, it does drapes and makes your clothes nice and wrinkle-free. And then, thirdly, the controller, the Steam controller, which yes. uh, certainly is different. Yeah, so, so for people who are not keeping up with all the crazy, geeky, PC-related gaming stuff, what is the Steam controller? What's so special about it? Yeah, so the Steam controller, which which might be the least interesting of the three, so probably a good place to start. Yeah, is um, <clears throat> the, if none of you have seen it, it's it's actually it looks just like pretty much every other controller. It's got the same kind of contours to it, but it has two kind of pads on it instead of having hardcore buttons or or, or um, even soft buttons on it. Uh, it is actually just kind of two what look like touch pads. Mm-hmm. And um, the thought behind the controller, well, there's kind of two thoughts behind it that they use when they were, I guess, designing it, which is one, it would make PC games of all kind and type and console games of all kind and type playable on a singular controller, number one. And number two, low latency. So ultra low latency from, con- from the controller was something they were looking at as well. Um, be interested to see how that plays out. I have, well, you and I both happen to be skeptical about the capability of playing PC games without a keyboard and a mouse. I'm I'm extraordinarily skeptical about yeah. a lot of this, but you know, yeah, and you know, color me skeptical as well. We were both also skeptical when we saw a first-person shooter for the Nintendo 64 named Goldeneye. Oh, I see what you did there. And yeah, that's so, why, and then then the Nintendo sixty four became the most successful console of all time. That did not happen. <laughs> but uh, Goldeneye was extremely, you know, popular and did yeah. kind of bring the first person shooter generation successfully to consoles off of PCs. Yes, and you could make an argument that is the beginning of the lineage of the Halos, the you know, all of the, all of the, you know, multitude of call of metal honor duties I love that we all see those. today. That's great. Um, and, and kind of where all they came from. So it's, it's, it's an so, interesting little lineage note. So we're skeptical, is, but it's, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Your point. No, I just, I bring I just up the, my point is I think we've been skeptical before and I think these guys are going to take a shot at it and I'd like to see it be implemented, but I'm skeptical because, there's just nothing quite like the feeling of being able to point a mouse, and and, and um, it's one of the reasons why I love Resident Evil Four on the Wii, for example. You just kind of point the monsters and you shoot them. What a great idea! What do you do? <laughs> why are you why are you doing that? I'm throwing out cats. What are you talking about? Oh, there you go. You're back, and you're back, and I'm back. Yeah. Um, um, so, yes. I mean, it's a, just, it's definitely an interesting idea, kind of like the Connect. Which we both agree is, technologically speaking, a very interesting way to play games. The question is, well, does it work? Because Connect 
it's like, eh, it's interesting. Are there any actual good games you can play on it? Eh, not, not so much as of yet. Yep. Besides, like, Dance Central, maybe. Yeah, I mean, would you be able to play an, an RTS, for example? The, the long-time kind of um, bugaboo of console gaming. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever played an RTS game on a console that was worth a damn. Could you play an RTS on a Steam with the Steam controller? I mean, ostensibly, yes. Um, it's going to be I'm really not, tricky, though. Yeah, it would still be really, really tricky. I just don't, I don't know how you would do that. Okay, so so we're not thinking about it, so much sold on. The, I mean, again, it's interesting. We're not so much sold on the controller. No. Uh, let's talk about uh, the OS. Yeah, let's talk about the OS. So the OS is um, so Steam OS. Yeah, Steam OS is, is the name very of it. Clever name. But yeah, yeah, which is I. I mean, really, they clearly they pay their marketing people a lot of money. <laughs> but I, um, I think Beep Boop has good points that if anyone besides Valve attempted all this, they'd be laughed all off the stage. But anyway, yeah. So, but but you know, that's probably true with a lot of things. But anyway, Except so maybe Apple. Yeah, true. Well, that's coming, I'm sure. So people have been saying that for years too. Yeah, and I I think I mean. There's a lot of evidence that points to now being the time. But anyway. <laughs> That's a secondary good discussion. It is a secondary discussion. We have another whole little show on that, the whole topic. But anyway, so the, the, the thought is, I think, that, that SteamOS is Linux-based. SteamOS is specifically built to have a unified experience for your television set. Mm -hmm. So that um, in a singular box, we'll talk about the Steam box in a second. But in a, from a singular display, you'll be able to play every game that you own, hmm. be it, you know, oh. PC or console based mm -hmm. via the Valve or the Steam platform on Steam OS. Um, the reason why this is significant, I think, is because it's the first real stab that we've seen from a company that doesn't have a long lineage in hardware. Um, basically challenging the, the the dominant forces out there, like, say, I don't know, Windows? <laughs> and so the thought is that, that, you know, the PC, PC gaming, would never exist without Windows. Microsoft banked on that a couple of years ago when they had uh, games for Windows, for yeah, example. Yeah, and they're shutting that down. Which they just shut down. Yeah. So clearly they were wrong. Or Point is, down. though... Even further than that, SteamOS is, I think, the first real legitimate shot at separating PC gaming from Windows. You could still be a PC gamer and not be a Windows gamer. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I could definitely see myself doing that. Um, is this another Linux revolution? Nah, I'm not sure about that. But I think it's got an what, interesting... What, yeah, I mean, when you say... In when you say another Linux re uh, re revolution, it reminds me of how uh, in certain circles, uh, it's like become a joke. Just about every year is the year of Linux. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so this is what makes me wonder. It, you know, this is this is all very kind of interesting news for hardcore kind of gaming PC gaming geeks to you know suckle and on the teat of, but. Uh, how important is it really in the marketplace? Uh, and I guess we should probably also move on to talking about the actual Steam box, the Steam machine itself, which yeah. ties all this together. 
Uh, yeah, but I, I think you, the topic you just brought up is a good one, and I think it's worth noting, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are pointing to this, and, and they are making the claim that this is the next, the next iteration, I should say, of of the Linux revolution. And I'm just not sure we're there yet. Um, however, Linux based. It's open source, but open source Linux based. The reason I like this platform is less because it's Linux and more because it's open. Mm -hmm. So the capability to take the OS, modify it, and add cool things to it, potentially, should hopefully be out there. And uh, I think that's great. I think yeah. that's an awesome thing. So uh, Grybo, if I'm saying that right, 101, says that Sony had no experience at first and they wound up dominating. They yeah, did. And I th However, they were a hardware company, not software. They were a hardware company and um, they had some very, very talented people on board before they opened that sucker up because... Mm. I mean, there's a there's a great book out there about how Ken, Kutura, Ken Kutaragi came to uh, kind of push the PlayStation revolution at Sony. Awesome read. Check you, it out. Do you know what the name of it is? Ah, I'm trying to think. I think it might actually be called the PlayStation Revolution. I have to think that about sense. that. So it's kind of like the as Game Over is to the history of Nintendo. Yeah, it's it's basically. an old it's an old title. Like it's it's probably two thousand and you know, three maybe. But it's great for the kind of the history of. Oh, it's, it's I've never seen a history so well documented there. It really, kind of, it documents all the kind of like how Ken Kutaragi saw uh, some of the stuff that was going on with Jurassic Park in the late '80s and early '90s, like where they were doing like Jurassic Park rendering of dinosaurs, and was like, I have to make a game system with this. Apparently, there's mic crackle. I'm not sh not aware of. It's not my fault. Interesting. Uh, so anyway, so so I don't know if this is this is you know the the uh, the be all and end all, but I'll talk about the hardware platform now. So hmm. the hardware platform, the Steam Box, is something that people have been talking about for a long time. But here's the trick, folks: there is no Steam Box. What's probably closer to the truth is that there will be many different Steam Boxes. Yes. Potentially, the same way that that Google uh, sells Android, you'll be able to buy. Uh, many different hardware vendors that utilize the Steam OS on their platform that should unify together in a singular kind of cohesive way, hopefully. So if you want to buy a Steam box that is about yay big and all it does is stream games from your PC to your television, you can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. If you want to buy a Steam box that is the full kit and caboodle that runs all of your games natively on it as if it were a PC, <clears throat> odds are you'll be able to do that as well. There's, there's a console for that. Basically. There's a console for that, exactly. So, in offering in in this kind of to to use a you know some marketing terminology with all this skew proliferation that is going yep. on, yep. Do you think that's a good move? Uh, is the I, hardware platform's a good move. Well, well just multiple ver like consoles to choose from, basically. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's. Hmm. I think it's, in many ways, I think it's what. <laughs> people have been screaming for for a long time. I mean, I think it's one of the reasons that Android's been so successful because it's not a singular unified platform that you buy one box and everybody's box is exactly the same, you know, except for the candy-colored shell you put on the outside. Hmm, I love candy-covered boxes. Candy-colored iPhone users. Anyway. I still got an um, iMac. Uh, that's a yeah. lie. I never had an iMac. Anyway, sorry. Um, I had an iBook. But anyway, so they're they're all exactly the same. This is this gives you a chance to kind of just buy what's right for you. So you could buy a hundred dollar Steam box. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's awesome. You know, you could buy a 
you could buy. Imagine, I mean, I think people have been asking about this for a while. Remember, <laughs> now, you know, the X, Xbox 360 platform, for example, had what? Two different versions when it launched? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It had the arcade and it had the Pro. Mm hmm. I think there might have been one more. I don't, Elite. Know if, I don't know if it launched with all that, though. I think it launched with two, and then I think they came out with the Elite. I think they launched with one, and then eventually they came out with the Elite, and then they came out with the Arcade. Anyway, but yeah. I think the Arcade was the first level, though. That's the, mm, the Arcade. Was I think the they came out with the Arcade later. I don't know. I can't remember. Regardless, I, I they had like fire. they eventually had like three SKUs, not yes. to mention the uh, Slim, or what they call it. Is it called the Slim? Well, that, I'm thinking the PS3 Slim, but that changed. Yeah, that's that. That there was a smaller well, version, regardless. Yeah, um, I I own one. Why can't I think of the name of it? Yeah, and then there's anyway. been multiple PS3s. There were two Wii U SKUs, uh, and I'm sorry, S S K U is the term we're using here, which stands for. Say I it. Know. I can't remember what SKU stands for. I have no idea. Oh, SKU. Hold on. You're gonna look it up. Yes. Why? Stock keeping unit. It's yeah. it's. Uh, it's it's a distinct item uh, that's being sold. So, Good. and and now I learned something today. And uh, um, but and yeah. we had two of those. They had the I can't remember the names. This is how important to me that these different offerings are. They're getting rid of the lower one, and right? But remember, just keeping the, the higher one. That is all made by a singular manufacturer. True. It is the exact same platform, mostly with a hard drive in it or not in it. Um, with very little else being the difference. Instead of kind of a plethora of manufacturers and potentially options that you can utilize to play Steam games on. Okay. Is that going to make it the most popular platform in the world? No, but I think it's a cool move. People will be able to buy what I think they feel is the best platform for them. And in this niche, I think it'll work well. It Does that mean the... What I think it also means is that the Steam box will always fit a niche. It will never be as popular as the Wii, for example. Mm -hmm. It will be much popular than more popular than the Wii U. Odds are, but not the Wii. Well, let's let's give the Wii U a, a year or two before we bury it. At least, uh, I right, well, it's had a year. Let's you saying Michigan? It's had three quarters of a year, nine months. Shut up. Uh, uh, it's it, <laughs> if, if the Wii U gave birth when it first. Or shut up, dang it! The Wii U gave birth. Wii U gave <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Something about nine months in <laughs> the there. The Wii U gave birth. It would be a Wii U Wii U. -U. <laughs> um, it would have. It would be a 3DS. No. Yeah. Um, so I like the idea of having a, you know someone be able to come out and say, "Here's our Steam box." Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's the same reason I think people still build PCs. They can build their own, right? Right. I don't think there's going to be anything stopping you from building your own Steam box. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, it sure is pretty cool. Do you think it's going to be successful? I think it's going to be very successful. Here's okay. the thing. I, I don't think it will that. ever be as successful as the Wii. And the reason why is because of exactly the reason we just talked about. So mm. realize that Steam fills a niche, right? Why has Steam become the... We should talk about it. This is a great point. Okay. Why has Steam become the de facto standard for PC gaming? Well, there are a lot of reasons. It's we easy. don't need to hash through them all. It's, it's easy. easy. Uh, and Steam sales. That's what I would say. Steam sales, but also it's a grand unified platform for all different kinds of PCs. So even if you have an old PC, well, you can wrap. load Steam on it. Yeah, that's what I mean by easy, but yeah. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, it's easy to use as well. Like, it's easy to transfer games. It's easy to, you make it, you download a game and, and you've got it for life. I mean, that in that regard, it's easy. Mm -hmm. 
What I mean is, you know, you can play old games on an old computer. You can play new games on a new computer through the same platform. It just makes sense. Okay. So that is, in my mind, what's kind of fed the recent revitalization of PC gaming, which was, you know, pretty much marked for death even a few short years ago. Yeah, we talked about this. I think indie yeah. gaming has a lot to do with that. And actually, I think a lot of people would say that that's one of the big uh, great things about Steam is that it allows, with Greenlight and things like that, uh, it allows these indie games to find a massive audience and that in of itself is a feedback loop and bring, has more people coming back because they can find these games that they probably wouldn't have heard of otherwise. Yes. So what does that mean for the hardware itself? I think what that means is that they are not trying to compete with Nintendo. Hmm. They're not trying to no. compete necessarily with Microsoft or Sony directly because they're not trying to be the de facto standard for all that. What they're trying to do is feed the niche of PC gamers with a box that you can hook up to your TV in a very easy way um, that will break people away from the confines of their PCs and bring them in front of the TV instead. So you're saying it will not be a console beater, it won't be a, a giant beater here, but it will be at least monetarily successful venture yes. for Steam. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The question will be if they can get support to do other things. So they've made the OS modifiable and even the hardware modifiable, mm -hmm. depending on what their yeah. final... None of these decisions are final, by the way. But um, the thought is that you might even be able to get in there and put your own mods on it. You know, be able to, if you want to, I don't know, uh, watch blip TV videos, you can do that through uh, some kind of script or a, you know, um, an app that you put on Steam. Not necessarily that Steam gives you that support, but that someone writes that app for it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a cool, that's, that's what I essentially like about, you know, the old Xbox that I could open the platform up and suddenly start to use it for all kinds of things that, that you know, well, Gabe Newell never intended it to do. It's funny because I almost see the old Xbox as like a, it was basically just a PC in of itself. That's all the new boxes I mean, are too. Let's get technical. All consoles are just PCs, but yeah. Well, really, the old depending Xbox, on how you define a PC, yes, yes. There is the there is the true definition of a PC, and yes, they are all PCs. <laughs> But as people, but but because somebody decided that Macs weren't PCs, which is absurd, sometime because they wanted to be able to distinguish between Macs and PCs, then all of a sudden the colloquial PC meant a Windows machine. You, you've been and on this high horse for fifteen years. Anyway, I have. Uh, first off, Zelda Two is awesome. Second off, I am very very skeptical as to the success even by the way you define it of the of this whole thing and i think it actually we we kind of glazed over it a little bit as the least important but i think that it really depends on the steam controller uh yeah. it, it, i think if you can play these pc games that are designed for you know a mouse, a mouse and keyboard and you know, get it to work so that you can actually sit on your couch and play it on a big tv with this controller in your hand that i think is the the big step toward getting everyone to actually think it's a good idea. Otherwise, it's frankly a glorified Ouya to me. Yeah. Which is a little uh, harsh, but still. Well, remember, too, you can still play all of your games on your Steam box with a mouse and keyboard if you want to. So there's no reason you can't do that. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just sit at a computer to do that? Well, you probably can. That's my point. So you could build a PC that SteamOS runs on that sits underneath your TV. There's no reason you couldn't do that. 
I and just see, don't know for me, if enough people are going to care enough to go out and do all that when they already have PCs that do all that I good think stuff for are, them. I think people are doing that now. They are just hindered and encumbered by the software box cage, if you will, that, that puts them in, known as Windows. Um, and I think they're trying. They would love to break free of it. I think Steam will give them that capability. Uh, and and there you go. JSC three one five mentions the predecessor. I think to this. Mm-hmm which is XBMC, mm-hmm. which uh, was, is known as Xbox Media Center, even though it has nothing to do with the Xbox now. It runs on every kind of hardware. Essentially, you could have a PC of really any kind, with, and it's been ported to all kinds of different processors. It doesn't have to be an x86 box. And you can load XBMC on it and basically open up the platform to do all kinds of really cool things. I think the Steam OS is going to do what XBMC couldn't do, which is interoperate in some way on x86 hardware with your games from your PC and that's going to unify a lot of things together so now you can you don't have to worry about buying the brand new Xbox 360 version of I don't know um, what's a what's a big game coming out Assassin's Creed you can buy it on PC and have it for Steam OS right yes uh, I, I think my whole point is, is very well summed up with Mahi123 saying people are also lazy. Yes, no, no question. I, However, I, I think that's the those people, those people, that is why the platform will never be as popular as the Wii. However, that's not the niche I argue they're going after. They're going after the hardcore <laughs> gamers, the PC gamers who build their own rigs, who spend thousands of dollars on computers, who you know, put freaking water cooling systems in them who have three GPU, you know, or graphics cards tied together so that they get the best frame rates. Those folks, I think, is, is who the Steam platform is made for. And I think it will rule those folks. Uh, However, okay. we'll it's see. a niche. We'll and see. I qualify that as a niche. It will never, ever be as popular, in my opinion, because people are lazy, as like the Wii, which... Let's be honest. I'm not sure anything's going to be as popular as the Wii for a long, long time to come. Let's be frank. This is the reason why iPhones are still so popular, even though they've technically been pretty substandard compared to the competition for a couple of years now. Agreed. Now, I like. I think iOS 7 is has some cool features about it that that make it interesting. But I, I'm not. I, I don't know that I would put it in the same category as being uh, competitive with Android still. But that's a that's another story. You I it. think. Yeah. I think there are many reasons why people still use iPhones, but most of them happen to be cultural not technological in nature anyway let's move to the question and answer portion of the program um <laughs> i think we we hashed out the the steamables stuff pretty well I, I think both of us are open to the idea i think we're both equally skeptical about it i think it'll be interesting uh, but still you differ a little bit i do in terms of how successful we think it will be but you know i think we're both obviously very skeptical of the platform and, and you know but i think it's very exciting to see some of the things that they're doing because of the open standards. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's, it's going to be some cool stuff coming on. All right. So let's get to the uh, third part of the program, which is the question and answer portion of the program. Got a lot of good questions already logged over here. So if any of you would like to ask a question about any of the topics we've covered today or um, anything else for that matter, really ask us about just about anything. We, we will talk uh, lawn care, for example. We want to talk about lawn care. 
we have all kinds of, of interesting topics floating around in our collective minds we are just dying to share with you. So if you have a question, all you have to do is go into the upper right-hand corner of the chat. You'll see my name, Commodore 128. It looks a little bit like that right there. Commodore 128, you can just go click on my name, click PM. It stands for private message. Just click that and That's send it to question. Okay. Message. All right. could be Penguin Monster. This should be good. Hit me. Click on PM for Penguin Monster. All right. Uh, let's all right. see yeah. here. Yeah. Let's start out with this one. This is a great one by yeah. Kaz... The gamer guy. I heard of this. I heard of this yeah. guy. Yeah. I know. He's him. good. Good. We're good friends. He's a gamer guy. Yep. Do you think overexposing a game before its release will have a negative effect on consumers' expectations and or sales? I think that's a great question. <sighs> I think that really depends. I don't think that's harmed Grand Theft Auto V at all. And it's had some huge coverage. Uh, like, trailers were the biggest new gaming news for the week. <clears throat> yeah, you know, a year beforehand. GameTrailers.com. The whole reason its existence was there was to just true collect those trailers and put them out. Uh, but I mean, there are, I'm sure there are other examples where the negative is true. Where um, saturation's a problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some people are kind of saying that the Assassin's Creed series is starting to get a little bit overdone or, or hell uh, like call of duty and stuff like that but you could question whether that's oversaturation with the media leading up to the game or if it's just people are kind of getting sick of the same kind of game over and over yeah uh, i don't think that's oversaturation because of marketing no um, i don't i think it's i don't think it's a huge issue i don't think you know i don't think there's a huge negative to oversaturation in media the more people you know, hear about it generally the better no news is yeah or, or uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity as well you could also say yeah, I, I agree. I mean, look at something like Grand Theft Auto V, for example. Did they need the kind of media blitz they had before they did it to, to gain that kind of notoriety? Probably to some degree, but not largely, right? It's, a very, it's one of the most popular video game series of all time. However, because they did all the blitzing and because they showed everything off and because they kind of had a marketing schedule and a release schedule to it, they sold more games than God, right? I mean, they sold a ton of freaking copies of that game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, was anybody sick of seeing Grand Theft Auto Five trailers? Not me. I mean, everybody kind of up, yeah, yeah. Everybody likes that stuff. So, I don't think I think there could be diminishing returns, which I guess is really your question, uh, Kaz, the gamer guy. Is are there diminishing returns when it comes to marketing and advertising for a video game and kind of spoiling things ahead of time? You can say this. People have said the same thing about movies for. 30, 40, 50 years. It's very true. People always say nowadays that the best parts of movies are in the trailers, but yeah, people still go to the movies. I mean, that's a whole other discussion we've, we've talked about a little bit where, you know, is, is Hollywood, you know, kind of on life support? Are things getting too big for their own good? And like, you know, you have more and more spectacular flops or spectacular hits, but uh, apropos of nothing, have we talked yet about how 2015 is going to be a just ridiculous? It is like a mega blockbuster overexposure. Yeah, uh, you notice that too, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay, just off the top of my head, you got Avengers two. Oh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Star Wars seven. Ugh. Those three alone would carry. You know the year, but uh, just announced the Warcraft movie is going to be coming out in 2015. A Warcraft movie, you're going to have you know the, the other ones that are kind of staples in a series like um, the there's going to be one of the Hunger Games movies. Um, 
What else? What else? I kind of want to see. Just, there's everything in the universe is coming out. It's 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 going to be a crazy year for films. However, Hollywood needs it because they kind of had a bad year. Well, yeah, but the thing is, are all these block are, are are the saturation of blockbusters going to? Well, I, I'm going to be very curious to see what kind of effect this has. Are people really going to shell out for like ten blockbusters in the same summer, or are they only going to be like, yeah. eh, you know what? These two super blockbusters are enough. I'm going to leave the rest, and then so you might have huge movies like Batman versus Superman. Okay, that won't be a flop, but you know what I'm no. trying to say. No. Um, Anyway, okay, we've got Adventures 2, Hunger Games, uh, Star Wars 7, Batman vs. Superman, another, the next Bond movie. Uh, oh, gosh, yes, I to, forgot about that. The sequel to Finding Nemo, another oh my Pirates of the Caribbean movie, another Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, the Jurassic Park one, I forgot about that, holy crap. The new Fantastic Four movie. Yuck. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks 4. Okay, really? we're, we're starting to run out. Yeah, anyway, we're stretching here. We're yeah. stretching. But you get my that's, point. that's not going to be a mega hit by any stretch of the measure. <laughs> Maybe a new Smurfs movie will come out, too. Actually, yes, that is also on here. See, there you go. Smurfs 10. <laughs> Clay the Grey Wolf. Now we're, now we're Smurfed. Um, yeah, some guy asks, what are your thoughts on the cyanogen phone? Uh, wait, what? Oh, oh, we talked about that a little bit last time. talked week. about that a little bit last time. So, just to clarify, there is no cyanogen phone yet. Been no announcements on that. However, Cyanogen Mod, the guys behind that, have uh, conglomerated and are now going to um, rain evil terror on everyone. No, they're going to release. It's an actual company uh, now. Yes, they will. They will release a, a their own OS for phones that you should hopefully be able to just download from any marketplace. And utilize on existing hardware, so that you can run a independent operating system from any of the carriers or any of the manufacturers uh, that manufacture handsets. I'm sure that all the manufacturers and all of the carriers are going to love that idea. Oh, of course. Well, we touched because they can't put all their bloatware on it. Exactly. Uh, we touched on this a little bit last week. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. You have some people that are kind of pissed off. They're like, "Oh man, they're selling out to the man." And crap, and I'm like, eh, let's let they've done good work so far. Let's do what they do with a little bit of capital actually behind them, you know? Yeah, it's at oh, least yeah. an interesting experiment. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Gribo 101. I've been wondering how to say that all night. Asks, since we're coming up on Halloween, what are what was your favorite costume you've ever put on for Halloween? I thought I was gonna say the the your favorite Halloween movie growing up and it was going to automatically be Hocus Pocus. Maybe we'll do that next time. Maybe we'll do that for the next show. Well, I already did that just now. Oh, that was stupid. Why did you do Sorry. that? You favorite costume? Use... Yeah, costume. Uh, you know what my favorite costume was? What? When we were in college and I was uh, Mario and my roommate was Luigi. I don't remember this at all. And you were Princess Zelda. This didn't happen. Yes, it did. Let me find the picture. No, don't do that. <laughs> no one needs to see the picture. So what was your favorite uh, thing about Doodad? My favorite Halloween costume I ever pulled off, I successfully... I think I did. I think it was a pretty damn good costume. I came as Rorschach from Watchmen. And this was, yeah, just a few years ago. A few years ago, uh, I, made a, I made a fully... A two-layer mask that came over my face, which was ridiculously creepy so bad that kids started crying when they were around me they um, kind of do that anyway because yeah, you can never really tell like what's going on 
Anyway, but I thought that was really cool. That was my favorite costume ever, and I still have that mask somewhere if I, I go for it. Yeah, you were... I have to admit that was pretty good. That was the year I was a Tetris block. Yeah, that was a good... I thought, I thought that's what you were going to say. I thought that was a good costume. I, I did like that. Okay, so here we go. Uh, this is us uh, in college. Oh, God. Boom. You got, uh, you got your Mario and your Luigi and your Princess Zelda. Which, no. let's be fair, let's be fair, that wasn't your original idea for a costume. You were filling in for our friend who was a girl who uh, unfortunately had to go to the hospital at a last right. notice or last minute notice. So we also had a link, not pictured, but uh, you, I did it for the kids. You did. You filled really? in. I did it for the kids. Anyway, <laughs> I don't I don't do that on the reg, let's say. Um, or does he? Or, or, do, or do I? Oh, um, Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Anyway, sorry. I Feel Asleep asks, do you listen to any podcasts? And if so, can you recommend any to check out? Oh, man, I was just listening. Uh, yes. Yeah, me too. Go ahead. Okay, so I've, I, uh, I I, kind of quit it for a little while, but I've been picking it back up, and it's like crack to me. It's Planet Money from NPR. Mm, I don't know that one. You don't know Planet Money? Oh, it's quite. great. It's like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and they just talk about weird little economic things, you know, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, on, in a similar vein, Freakonomics is also good, the hidden side yeah. of everything. Um, yeah. I have really gotten into Cast of Thrones, which is a Game of Thrones podcast. There's yeah. a lot of silliness there, but they're pretty good. Um, That's cool. Oh, we, I talked about this a little while ago, uh, Hardcore History. Yep. yep you, you're telling me about that one. Have you started listening to that? I haven't. No, oh. I, I don't really. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge podcaster. You, you do these. Listener. You do these big long drives everywhere to like Hyannis and crap. You gotta. You should yeah. totally look. His. I think it's like a four or five part history on the decline of the Roman Republic. Wow, is ridiculously awesome. <laughs> Seriously, that's he, that is pretty. He also pretty has like a five part one on like the 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 cons, uh, like the Mongols, yeah. he, the wrath of the cons, what he calls it. But wrath. Anyway. The it's really good pun intended uh, <laughs> i i still like the judge john hodgman podcast i really do enjoy that it's okay it's okay I, I laugh out loud at those things i think people have ridiculous problems and we also part of the inspiration for this very show you're watching right now the retro knots podcast oh how could i forget retro knots yeah because they they were gone for a little bit and now they're back and they're good good as ever probably the best retro pure retro related retro video game related podcast you're going to find out there oh yeah I, I mean i really wanted to do this show just because i was i loved retronauts and uh i uh i told jeremy Parrish that and he kind of looked at me strangely anyway um but i you know that's that was that was the inspiration for the show and that's exactly was what that I bob mack or jeremy Parrish? no jeremy Parrish. many years ago at pax east i told him that oh a few years ago yeah, yeah. um uh, I'm gonna see those guys again. Uh, nice this weekend in Portland, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Shui asks, "Do you think if maybe the Steam boxes and Steam OS have native support for the Oculus Rift, maybe can have a real edge for the next gen consoles? So maybe will it become competitive if it uses no. the Oculus Rift? If it has native support <laughs> for Oculus?" Um. I don't think that's a game changer. I don't think it is either. I, I, I my simple answer is no. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, At this point, it's interesting technology like the Connect. That, that's yeah. about it. No one's going out and buying Xboxes because of the Connect. Not really, at least. No, not at all. Uh, well, I can't say that. Like I, 
I think the Kinect is an awesome peripheral. I don't know if it's an awesome peripheral for gaming, though. Hmm. Uh, let me put that out there. So I, I like what the what the Kinect brings to the table, just not yet for games. If they can if they can get away where I can have a controller in my hand and still be the controller as well, then I'll be on it. <laughs> Andy fourteen oh four AR asks, "What's your general opinion on the original Xbox? What I used to call the Xbox One?" Well, you were I didn't have one. Uh, my own personal opinion. In my mind, I mostly looked at it as an actual gaming console, and I wasn't super impressed with a lot of the games on it. I yeah. was never impressed with Halo. I thought the uh, the Duke, the big original controller, the Duke as we called it, uh, yes. was very clunky. The oh, yeah. the S Huge. was better. Um, yeah, yeah. But the S became kind of the archetype for you. You had one yourself and tinkered quite a bit with it, so you have other feelings, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, well, let's, let, you know, I remember very distinctly when the Xbox was going, was about to launch. It was the year 2000, and everybody was talking about it. It was like, oh, yeah, it was great. This is going to be the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> and you and I, who at that, at that point, you know, kind of diverged, you, you were, I, I had just jumped off. I had jumped off the Nintendo train with both feet. Mm -hmm. into PlayStation land. I was a total PlayStation fanboy. Oh, man, were you? you it's a shame. Uh, I, I would look at you and be like, man, your fanboyism is terrible. I'm glad I'm impartial. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> proving that a, a tiger never changes its stripes, uh, we're still a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> and and we, had, uh, we had, you know, it was, it was this moment where, you know, gaming could have gone in a lot of different directions. This was pre-PlayStation 2. And um, you know, everybody just thought, wow, the specs in the Xbox, everyone in America thought the specs in the Xbox are ridiculous. People are, there's no way the Xbox is going to fail. And it showed, I think, to a certain degree that specs, it was the first time that, that really specs did not make the machine. Um, that being said, I have a special place in my heart for Xbox. I picked it up late in its life cycle, mostly because the modding community picked that thing up and, and ran with it. And it became the first box that I really tinkered with, uh, both in terms of hardware and in terms of software. And I still use it to this day, even though for some reason the GPU on it, uh, the integrated graphics on it now, some kind of ends up funky and I have to jiggle the cable and then it works. But anyway, I love that machine. It's still inc incredibly capable considering it's 2013. And uh, by the way, XBMC no longer officially supported for the original Xbox, but you can go get XB XBMC4Xbox.com and go get uh, the newest versions of XBMC for Xbox. Anyway, uh, go. let's go to Techie. Asks, Windows is in a death spiral. Well, that's not really a question. But then <laughs> asks, what will replace it? Maybe it's a, for instance, Windows is in a death spiral. Well, okay, I, not, not really. Windows 8 is kind of not great. Yeah. Uh, but it's just everyone. What will replace it? Yeah. Whatever comes after Windows 8. I think people will just stick with Windows 7 or, God forbid, Windows XP and just gonna, wait until something better actually comes along. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your minds when I say what I'm about to say. Year of Linux? You know what's going to replace Windows? Absolutely nothing. Because Windows is a dead platform because it's tied to a specific hardware set. Are, are you going to go on about the post-PC world again? The post-PC world's already here. We're all living in it. Except we're the not. Point is, the point is, we are living in it. We're living in it right now. It's happening. So, but, but that's not the point. The point is that Windows is tied to the PC era. What replaces it is nothing. Because 
where you don't live in a PC world anymore. And what people want to be able to do is increasing capability, come to all different kinds of platforms. It's about applications and not about operating systems. That's important. The only thing I know is that we all live in a Pokemon world. I want to be the greatest master of them all. Um, in what is no doubt a, an homage to uh, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Pubes asks... No doubt. Yeah, because of Tom Clancy's For Tom Clancy. Yes. Have either of you guys pre-ordered a PS4 or Xbox One? We get this question quite a bit, actually. Yeah, the uh, no. Well, one, pre-ordering consoles is for babies. Real men will stand out in line in the cold the night before because these things always launch in November it seems yeah, so. uh, but secondarily no I'm going to wait I'm I, waiting. I, I think we're both waiting to see wh how it shakes out um, but unless unless something I mean the lineups have already been announced for the, for launch day for both of these and yeah the launch, the launch games them. really don't matter they're all kind of terrible I just I, I don't see any real compelling reason for me to jump ship and get on a, a different platform at this yeah. point. Frankly, I'm most excited about Smash, the next Smash Brothers for a Wii U right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... I I might be by a Wii U before I bought a Xbox One or a. You probably get a good deal on one compared to those, but yeah. Actually, you know what I might you know what the next console I'll probably get is a PS3. An Ouya. An Ouya. <laughs> no. Uh, the Albacore Club asks an awesome question that I meant to talk about during our. Topic du jour conversation. Do Jeez, you right. think games like Half-Life 3, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 3, Portal 3, etc., will be exclusive to Steambox? Hmm. I meant to talk about this. I think if Valve is smart, and they are, undoubtedly, I think there's it's no coincidence that, that Half-Life 3 was just registered in Canada and is probably undoubtedly going to be registered everywhere else in the known universe soon probably, after. Probably undoubtedly. After the announcement of SteamOS and a Steambox. Because I think if they're smart, what they will do is they'll launch them together. What better way to get people to jump onto a new platform than to have the the gold standard, the game that PC gamers have been waiting for for a decade now. Um, I just I think that's I think it's inevitable. I think that's going to happen. I'll go with that. Sure. Wow, that was a that was a quite insightful contribution <laughs> you had there, Risky. <laughs> All right, uh, Pond Life, our good friend Pond Life asks, "What are your thoughts on video games as movies?" I thought she was just going to say, "What are your thoughts on video games?" I like them. I like the I like it a video game. Well, that's racist. Um, why? That was that was a completely nondescript accent of any kind. Well, that could have been like anything. That, that they're wow. I don't know how you get away with insulting the Chinese like that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on video games as movies? For every uh, parentheses, for every Mario Brothers, there's a Resident Evil. Actually, there's only an open parenthesis. There is no closed parenthesis. Uh, so, invalid question. Throw it out. Yeah, invalid. Invalid. Poor <laughs> grammar. Gone. Uh, generally bad. I think that's not a, a, a controversial statement. Yeah, there's, there's a headline for you. Video game <clears throat> movies are generally, generally bad. bad. Um, you know what? I think some of the best video game movies are the ones that are not, like, they're not, they're video game movies, but they're not necessarily based on video games. Mm -hmm. Like, The mm -hmm. Last Starfighter. 
you could argue that's a video game movie. It's a really fun movie. It's a really good movie, even you know, but from way back in the eighties, which I only recently saw, like another about a year or two ago. Yeah, um, but I think this is more about um, that they would be few and far in between. <laughs> I like the original Resident Evil. I thought that was entertaining. It's not a great it's entertaining. movie, but, but it's not it's not like a terrible wretched piece of crap like the rest of the, the Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Um. Oh, she gave us the the end of the parenthesis there. Oh, there it is. Nice, okay. excellent. Thank you. I, I want to make one slight detour here, where yeah. Mar- our friend Mark Carr from Indie Game Searchlight. I'm the guy who spots like lesser known gems from indie games, and I'm only interested in one game on the Ouya. I think that shows you where the Ouya is right now. Anyway, hmm. uh, what are, what are the really good video game movies? Are there any really good video game movies? I heard- really good. I heard Silent Hill wasn't bad. I so I, I like the original. So let me just put this out there. The original Silent Hill movie, I would put it on uh, on par, maybe even a little bit better than the original Resident Evil. It does what the game does, just in a movie form, which I think is good. So you just said the, the video game movies are the best movies ever. The follow-up the follow Silent Hill movie, Revelation or whatever it's called, yeah. is absolutely terrible. It is one of the worst movies I have ever seen. It's a total cash grab. It's absolutely horrible. It's don't, uh, if you find a copy, burn it as fast as you can. It's a terrible, terrible movie. I recently watched it. It's awful. You could sleep through it and have a better time than if you watched it. I am going to agree with Beep Boop. Uh, Beep Boop. Going along with the video game movies that aren't video game movies. I think Scott Pilgrim versus the world is probably one of the best that there is. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a bold claim. <laughs> that was, that was an under, under, understated response. Oh, 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 oh really? Oh, oh, um, <laughs> I, I clearly, I clearly have no, no strong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I have no strong opinion either way. Either way. Uh, my opponent, however, all right, uh, let's see. I'm going to put a cap and then say you get three more. All right, we get three more, and I'm going to do this one. Spock Jordan 23 asks, have either of you seen or played Star Trek Attack Wing? It's a really accessible miniatures war game. Recently got to play it, and it's awesome. Check there, it out. Is the, I wonder if this is new. I have, I have not heard of this. I haven't heard of this either. I would love to play this though. I I, I like miniatures games. I, the D and D miniatures game is actually really really fun. I enjoy that a lot. So mm, I'm just now starting to get into Warhammer, 40k. Warhammer. What uh, are you doing with your I, life? I, not a lot apparently. Oh. Uh, ooh. Interesting. Yeah. This is very interesting. I'm just looking at this game right now. I have not heard of this game, but I'm liking it from just in the five seconds that I'm seeing it. Yeah, so, that good, huh? Yes. I'm looking into this. Thank you very much for the suggestion. I guess an 8.2 rating on... Uh, Board Game Geeks? I'm sorry, that was the rating. Yeah, an 8.2 out of 10 rating on Board Game Geek. That is really good, actually. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm all over that. I, I would like to play that as well. Yeah. Can we do it remotely, though? It just Could came I play out you year. over video, for uh, example? Uh, maybe. We figured it out. Okay, I'm totally looking into this. Thank you. Maybe we should get a multiple video endpoint game of Pandemic going, where we all try to fight the evil pandemic. That would be fun. We could, or Braille Server Lactica. Yeah. Oh, this. Le- Wait a minute. Who makes this? WizKids? 
This looks very similar to the Star Wars X-Wing game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I also enjoyed. I played a beta of that at Gen Con a few years ago. And I thought it was very interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm listening. That's a good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I like it. it to me, you know, I'm always up for, for new uh, board game concepts. Uh, yes. I uh, such I'm also going to go back a little bit and say uh, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit more about the video game movies. King of Kong was a very mm. good movie. Yeah, but that's not. Is that a video game movie? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a, using a very broad definition for video game. If, if that's a video game movie, then so is Wreck It Ralph, which was also a very good video game movie. Never saw it, but my point is, it's not a video game. It wasn't movie. super great. It was. How it about was Scott good. Pilgrim versus the World? I already said that. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> anyway, um, but I'm saying, what what kind of a loose, crappy definition is that? It's my loose crappy definition, and you're. I don't like your loose crappy. It's Lin Sanity, is what it is. It's Lin Sanity. It's Romotastic. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Tony Romo is my fan. Final fan. My, my Final Fantasy quarterback. Okay. Uh, two more. Astini. Astianax. Astianax. Astianax asks, "Hi. Hi. Hi. How are you? Could." You- Hi, name I can't pronounce. Could you perhaps talk about the PS Vita TV console that is coming out and share your thoughts about it? Do you think it will find an audience? No. Is it a micro console that will compete with with the Ouya? No. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Although, I okay. don't me personally, I'm somewhat interested in because there are like a couple games I actually want to play for the Vita, and I'm like, crap, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get a Vita, and I don't have one. No. no. But to play on my TV, it's like. I actually consider that, but probably not for the price they want to sell. It. I don't think it's going to find much of an audience. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, the the space is too crowded now with mobile gaming, and yeah. Nintendo rules the roost when it and always has when it comes to gaming centric mobile games, uh, mobile platforms, I should say. So I just I don't know that there's any room for for PlayStation here, and uh, regardless of what kind of cool things they're doing with it, I just don't think they can play in the space. It's not making any money. I don't think it ever will. Truth bomb. Thoreau 8. Taking liberty with that name. Thoreau 8. Wow, not like seven. Henry David Thoreau, but spelled in a weird other uh, French. Word. I was kind of hoping he was going to talk about Walden Pond. Yeah. I don't have a PS3, and I'm looking to play some great PS3 games like Nino Cooney. This sounds familiar. Yes, sounds like somebody I know. This is why I want to get a final... Or, what the hell? This is why I want to get a PlayStation 3 at some point. And shout out to the Colossus HD. Should I get a PS3 or wait to get more news about backward compatibility about the PS4 to make a decision? Uh, Folks. Yeah, you go ahead. Buy a PS3. Yes. Your backwards compatibility in the PS4 is not going to happen. It's only going to happen one of two ways. One, <laughs> Sony uh, gets a, a big problem like they have with the PS3 with like the George Hot, the Geo Hot hack, where people hack into the system and then they can do make it do whatever they want to do. Then it will have backwards compatibility. That's number one. Number two, this isn't really backwards compatibility, but you basically do what Nintendo WiiWare is, which you, you, you buy, buy games. Yeah, yeah, you buy it again and you play it on their system. Yeah. Uh, that's not really backward compatibility. Yeah. Buy a PS3. It'll be cheaper and more fun. Uh, yeah, and... and- Actually, I mean, if you're going for bottom bargain basement, give it a year or two 
maybe not two. Give it a year. You're gonna find some real bargain basement uh, deals on the on the PS3 because it's gonna be end of life. Uh, no, even though they're gonna be releasing games for it for another few years, it's essentially end of life once the P- next generation comes out. So, considering they just stopped manufacturing the PS2, I'd say it's got a couple more years in it. Uh, well, come on now. Let, let's not. The PS2 is super like one of the most. Uh, or was it the most successful console of all time? I think, I it, think is. it still is the most by a lot. Um, but anyway, I, I get your point. I'm not trying to say that they're the same. I'm saying that the PS3 was supposed to have a lifetime of lifespan of 10 years, and they're only what four years away from that. So okay, so I'm looking. I'm looking right. This is what this is why I want to get one. Honestly, I'm looking right now on Amazon. You can get a PS3 500 gigabyte Grand Theft Auto 5 bundle for 270 bucks. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. You get a PS3 Slim, you get like some. Time I mean, considering for, the game itself is like sixty bucks. Yeah, uh, you're essentially paying two hundred, a little over two hundred bucks for the console. For a Blu-ray player, and, and it's a Blu-ray player. I don't have a Blu-ray player still, so I, I'd I say a, go for the PS3. You're yeah, not, I might, I might get a PS3. You're not going to get pure backwards compatibility on the PS4. Yeah. They've, they've already don't, said that. Don't ever ever anticipate that. All right. Well, sorry for all the questions we didn't get to answer. We really do need to move on, though. However. Good conversation. Great questions. I'm a little disappointed we didn't get more questions about life. But that's okay. Are there any questions uh, about life? Is there one apparently, question? Well, there, there might have been, but they weren't very good. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we need to talk about December. Yes, we do. Because we have some important things coming up that people should know about. Yeah, in a little over two months. Is it really two months? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Where did my life go? Uh, I feel like we just finished the last one. We need to talk about the, what is this, the fifth annual? It's the annual? fifth annual. Fifth annual Clan of the Grey Wolf Game-a-thon. For charity. Game-marathon. Game-a-marathon. A-thon. And we're going to... A thawning. Thon. Uh, last year, you, you may, you may those of you that have been, been with us for a while, you saw thousands of songs get played in Rock Band. Oh, God. Uh, you saw us... Uh, Try to ruin Christmas with the CDI, <laughs> which and, was surprisingly uh, fun. Which was which was maybe the most fun I've ever had playing video games in my life. It was incredible fun. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last year we played a ton of Super Nintendo for your viewing pleasure, mm-hmm. much to my dismay. The many times I had to play Bebe's Kids, once or less, or the unlikely. Once. Anyway, totally uh, I will pay money for you to play that again. Good. Well, that'll be our first donation then. Uh, Me. Me. I bet it it gets better once you beat like the first or second level. Uh, Um, Actually, that's what I understand. It does get a little bit better. Yeah. So maybe we'll make that happen. Anyway, we want to see you all. It's a game marathon. We want to see you all back for this year's annual gaming marathon. We want you to be a part of it. We're not going to announce specific dates at this moment. Nope. However, we're we working on it. Yes. Yeah, we're working on it. So far, what we've got is early December. It will be a 60-hour game marathon. Uh, have we decided? For the kids. Let's just have this discussion in front of God and everybody. Have we actually decided on Super Nintendo? Again? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why not. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, people love the Super Nintendo. We got a lot of the games. We love Super Nintendo. We do love Super Nintendo. Join us for the Super Nintendo marathon. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll even crack out the CDI for a few games if we get special yeah. donations. We'll see. And we we might we might have a reading 
of the Commodore's writings circa 10th grade on our hands. Again? Again. Only if only if people donate enough money. I read the whole damn thing last time. <laughs> so Maybe we have some video of the Commodore in high school doing some video skits. Some very early Clan of the Grey Wolfish kind of stuff. You would not you would not put that out there. I think if we hit certain goals we might have to do that. Oh boy. Well folks, you you're gonna have <laughs> to be a part of this. You're gonna have to take a look see. Um sounds like things could get pretty crazy. We're gonna have, as always, prizes. Could do some Genesis. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Maybe a lot of late night gaming sessions where we can barely stay awake. And, and talk of real cat faces. Talk of real cat faces. Um lots of fun surprises the way that we always do. And We'll raise money for charity, which is what we're really all about anyway. Yes. So um, we hope you can join us for that. We will make announcements shortly on the site, clanofthegraywolf.com. Check us out. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I will be... Huh? No, go ahead. I will be going to... I was about to say, where are, they gonna, where are people going to be able to find you? Uh, in Portland. Portland, oh. Oregon. I'm actually heading Portlandia. out tomorrow. Yes, to Portlandia uh, for yes. the uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Which is going to be this week and uh, October fifth and sixth in uh, at the at the convention center in Portland, the uh, Portland Convention Center. That sounds about I, right. Oregon I Convention never, Center. It's the big convention center in Portland. It's like the Portland. biggest in the Northwest. Can't miss it. Um, so if you're in the area, please come out. It'll be a ton of fun. It really is a great place to find some retro games. I'll be there with uh, Pat, the NES Punk, and the Game Chasers. Nice. Um, a few other folks. Uh, yeah, well, well, Commodore got to meet all those crazy folks up in Canada, so he, he knows how, how awesome they are. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, come on out. I can testify to that. So uh, so that that's cool. And people can find you on Twitter at? At It's the Commodore. That's, that is me. Oh, whoops. You, uh, just, you, just, you, just, <laughs> you just committed identity theft, Twitter identity theft. Oh, well, too bad the uh, federal government can't get a hold of me because they're shut down. And yeah, and you can find me at Rue underscore C O T G W. There you go. <laughs> so check that out. And uh, spare I, time. I guess we will be back in two weeks. Yeah, we will. Because we always broadcast on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Yep. You know, with a couple misses here and there. But that's that's a different We've story. been doing pretty good for a while, actually. Yeah, we're, we, we, we got this thing down to a science. Yeah. So, so um, come back and see us on Wednesday, October 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be talking and about craziness. Yeah, there'll probably be some Halloween type stuff going on with that because we're so close to that part, that time of the year. That's a good point. Uh, um, we should probably do something Halloween themed. Anyway, we'll think about. It. We'll put some thought into that show. We don't usually put thought into shows, <laughs> but for that show in particular, we'll put some thought into that one. That is what my promise is to you for next time. Maybe, maybe we'll talk. Ex- maybe we'll talk about doing a, a virtual boy marathon. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll all get horrible headaches and have seizures because we play virtual boy for sixty hours straight. Who knows? But folks, thank you all for being a part of the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Faru, I am the Commodore. Ding ding. And there is no reset button.
Thank you.